Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 25. I'm Jack. I'm Stato. I'm Est. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm, I'm Jay. <laughs> <laughs> the best people have turned up. As ever. Oh, and Jack. This yeah. is dating. <laughs> right, let's go straight into it. So, Jay, you're going to pick a season, your favourite yeah. season as a Spurs fan. Talk us yeah. through it uh, and tell us why it is the best season that you've seen or your favourite season that you've seen as a Spurs supporter. Um, I'm going for the year, the season 2009 to 2010. Hey! What a season that was! Um, mainly um, because... My life as um, a Tottenham Hotspur fan had been pretty shit till then. Uh, it was it was dreadful, wasn't it? I mean, we've had shades of positivity under under Martin Yole, um, and we started seeing the, the, the green shoots of what uh, success could look like under Martin Yole. Um, we'd obviously just had the, uh, the the Carling Cup win. Yeah. Uh, Followed by the spursiest of spursy, just abject collapses through the remainder of that season. Um, Juan de Ramos came came out the blocks in the in the season before, looking like an absolute state. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, he he lost the dressing room quite quite quickly, yeah. by by all accounts, mainly because of the fact he couldn't speak any English. Um, and I think. Um, or not helped by the fact he couldn't speak any English. Um, and Harry came in on a whirlwind, didn't he, the season before? Yeah. Uh, but it really wasn't his squad. Um, we had a very average... I mean, we had, we had some absolute superstars, didn't we, at the time? Um, but, 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 but by and large, there, there was just a lot of average yeah. drops in the squad. And, and, but it was average sort of dross that we'd sort of, got, sort of got used to tolerating um and um it, it, i mean on the whole it was the season that that defined the modern era i think yeah i agree and you say about you know we had a lot of average we just had a lot of players that we had a lot of individuals for me round about that time and we didn't really have much of an identity we weren't we weren't a team we were yeah. just players that could produce moments of brilliance but as a, as a team we were we were pretty poor and we didn't really have any kind of game plan yeah yeah and i think um you know, if you look at if you look at who um, this was, this was really Harry, Harry's first proper summer, hanging out the side of his, um, ha- hanging out the window of his of his car, talking. <laughs> to his car. Um, and and you know, keep keeping us all guessing, but 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 he did a lot of business, and and we 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 have to remember, this is a this 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 is a manager backed by um, Daniel Levy, and a lot of business was done. So out went Zakora. Out went Gilberto. Gilberto? Gilberto? God, he was terrible, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Absolutely awful. You know, Ricardo Rocha hardly played. Chris Gunter. What was was the point of Chris Gunter? (laughs) He's a gooner. Sorry? He used to go to um, Woolwich games in midweek in disguise. He was a season ticket holder there. The Welshman, too. (laughs) Didn't have a lot of for him, did he? (laughs) <laughs> not connected. Um, Darren Bent was the big one, wasn't he? He went to Sunderland. Um, yeah. He's stuck around. Uh, that was a bit on and off. Um, and, and but but we signed we signed some half decent players, didn't we? I mean, I think 
the the big ones were Crouchy and Bassong from Newcastle, yeah. um, and obviously back, uh, both of whom became pivotal really. Um, but but in also came Carl Norton, Carl Walker. Yeah. And that season they they started get, getting a little bit of game time. Um, but if you look at if you look at that, I mean by, by and large, don't forget beautiful Nico. Cratchard oh, came in right at the end. Of, of, um, once, obviously, um, and I, I completely forgot about this. I was just, I was just having a quick read up of it. Once, once uh, M- Luka Modric broke his leg in the first oh, yeah. game. Do you remember? Oh. Um, he, he broke his leg in that. Uh, I think it was a four nil at uh, at Birmingham, and um, and and you know, and he what Redknapp did what Redknapp does brilliantly. He he hung out the side of his um, his, his Range Rover. <laughs> And, um, and did a deal. And he said, I'm not a wheeler dealer, but I went and bought Nico Cranshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was brilliant. You know, play, players came in and players, players left. It was, it was, it was a, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good window. It was a good start of the season. We were unbeaten um, in our first four games. In fact, we won our first four games. Yeah. And you, you talked, you talked a little bit, Jay, there about, uh, you know, some signings and Peter Crouch for me is one that I, I thought he was such an important player for us over these couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. He scored big goals. He, you know, yeah. it was just, he, he was a really, really underrated player for me for Spurs, you know, and, and for England as well. His goal scoring was brilliant, but he was fantastic up there for us. And Wilson Palacios as well in the, in the center of midfield, so, but so, far, far from the prettiest player in the world. But at the time they were just two players for me that were just really, really effective at what they were good at. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at that whole team, I mean, if I if I just go through a sort of typical starting eleven, um, there was just so much. There was just we offered so much in every department. Um, Gomez, oh um, god, Chor <laughs> um, Luca. I mean, by and large, it was Bassong and Dawson with with. Well, that's because. Um... Dawson and what's his face got both got serious injuries, didn't they? Woodgate, they both got fairly serious injuries now for the long term, so we I didn't mean, that, have that, a choice. That really, was, that really was behind the bas- the the, the, the Basong, um acquisition, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dawson was getting injured. Obviously, Ledley. Ledley actually played quite a lot, quite a lot this season. Yeah. Um, but but it was he was in and out, wasn't he? He obviously wasn't training. Yeah. Um, so so back back Basong, Basong and Dawson was really the sort of, the, the sort of starting pair. Um, at the back with Asuikotu, and then Lennon, um, Modric, Palacios, but obviously Huddleston. JJ played a number of games in the middle there, but but really it was a, it was it was Palacios, Modric, Huddleston, and JJ in the middle. Um, I, thought, I thought that Palacios actually not only brought brought a toughness to our midfield in that season, but he he almost his toughness rubbed off. On Huddleston. Huddleston, I mean, he, yeah. you know, very, very sort of lethargic player, very slow. But I think he toughened up when yeah. Wilson. I mean, yeah, exactly. But but I think I think the absolute winner this season was 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 the obvious what 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 seems blindingly obvious now um, decision by Harry Redknapp to push Bale um, further up the pitch. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with 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 Keenan Defoe in the in in the middle at, at the front and the four four two, um, it, it it was just dynamite, wasn't it? We we were we were scoring goals left, right, and centre. 
it's worth saying Bale at this point as a left back was really sort of skinny, like had long hair. He wasn't like the yeah. most. He, you couldn't really see what he became. Like you know, yeah. he scored against Arsenal and he scored a few goals, but it it was never like this super strong athletic winger that we saw suddenly the following year. Frankly, yeah, it was just it was it was more of a almost like a Basson type buy or a Carl Norton type buy, just a bit of a backup. Yeah, 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 and, and and I think I think that 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 the, the surprise really when when you start to see his pace and his pace unfurl, getting getting behind defenses and and knocking crosses in, and then and then and then actually midway through the season he started running directly on goal. Yeah, uh, was 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 just outstanding. And then we had options on the bench which we don't have now. You know, we had Crouchy, we had Good Johnson, played in January, didn't he? Um, Cranshaw was always an option. And Pavlichenko. Um, so I think I think I think what 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 he did is he bought well, and we had a lot of balance, and we had a lot of options coming off the bench. And I think it was just it was just outstanding. We were, we were winning games left, right, and centre. We were winning the games we were supposed to. Um, we yes, we lost games, and we we lost a number of the we, well, the the big games away. We were still pretty weak. United, Arsenal gave us a shoeing. At their place in the autumn, three nil. Um, but but we were we were beating we were beating sides consistently at home. You know, yeah. we... I remember Jay going to White Hart Lane in those red nap seasons, especially this one, and just knowing we were going to win. It, yeah. it was I, I just turned up and thought we'll score three or four goals today and we'll win, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, you started having that confidence going into so many fixtures. You you know, it was just it was just outstanding, and I. I I I, fir- I I it was a, it was a newfound love for supporting Tottenham that wasn't born out of just dread or an expectation that we're going to play some good football but ultimately probably lose. Um, but um, but yeah no I mean the first game of the season um, in the Premier League middle of August uh, we beat Liverpool two one. Um, we beat Asu and Modric, right? Is that right? Asu Basong and Basong, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was yeah. on honeymoon, but I managed to watch the repeat the following day. <laughs> Do you know what? I was on honeymoon. When were you on honeymoon? August 2009. <laughs> I was September. Oh, no, I'm a year later. Sorry, ignore me. <laughs> no, we weren't together. Uh, so we weren't okay. together, no. <laughs> um, we, went, we went to Hull, beat them 5 0 with a, with a Defoe hat trick. Plasos tipped up with a goal as well. Uh, we then went to Upton Park and beat beat them lot two one with yeah. Defoe and Lennon scoring. And then Birmingham, that fateful game, that was a tough game two one. We beat we beat them and Modric went off with a broken leg. Um, and then September was a bit more average. We lost we lost at home to United. We lost away to Chelsea three nil. That that was painful. I remember that. Mm. Um, but then we came we came back in September. Burnley 5-0. Bolton was a draw. Got to talk about Robbie Keane's four goals. Yeah. Out. He was yes. brilliant that day, Robbie Keane, wasn't he? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. But still just... slow. Yeah. yeah. I, I just had this feeling watching Robbie Keane in those days. It was like kind of stuff in Burnley was his level in the Premier League. And I know that's sad to say because he was a great player for us. But it, it was kind of coming to the end of his, you know usefulness in, in our team with a team with so much pace in it. Is that harsh or 
No, I, th I think that he did, and you, you you saw his decline, didn't you, slowly? And, and I always think about Robbie Keane, and you think about him being a bit of a headless chicken up front and just charging around and chasing everything down. And I do remember in in this season that you didn't see as much of that, and if he did play sort of in back-to-back -back games, you definitely didn't see the work rate. I'm just looking at the stats now, and he only scored nine um, goals in 25 games for us this season. Yeah. He didn't actually play that many games. You know, compared to Defoe, he played 43 games and scored 24 goals. You know, which yeah. is a, a pretty decent record. But you can see there, can't you, straight away that Defoe Defoe was obviously his main man, and then Crouch was often the option off the bench, and then Keane really was sort of the, became the third choice striker in this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Defoe was our man though this season. Yeah. Um, I mean, into November, um, you got you, you, who is going to forget that nine-one? Right, uh, uh, was was outstanding. Um, four goals by Defoe. Um, Crouchy opened Five. up on nine minutes. So it was Crouch and Defoe started up front. Um, Lennon, Bentley, Cranchar on ninety minutes. It was just that. It was five goals for Defoe actually. Yeah, just ridiculous. And they, uh, they, they were near enough all the same goal as weren't they? Just yeah. getting between fullback and centre half. The board get played in behind, bang, you just tuck it in the bottom corner every time. Yeah, yeah, first touch, bang. He got a hat trick in seven minutes, his first three. Incredible. Incredible. But that was Defoe, wasn't it? He, he was he was yeah. such a clinical finisher and you, you just knew for his whole career, if he got an opportunity, the ball would be in the back of the net. Uh, he was he was a real, real top, top finisher for us. But he yeah, was I, I, my only concern with with Jermaine was was that there were times when I thought he was really greedy. Uh, I know I know that you know as a striker you want to you want to score goals, but there were so there were a few opportunities uh, in that season actually um, where he you know he could have just passed it, but he didn't. Um, but that's what you get with him. He was a great player for us, really good, um, yeah. a top goal scorer. So and that's. That's you've got to accept that. Yeah, no, absolutely outstanding. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll always say he was relatively like a, a really quality pair of centre halves. knew knew the job they needed to do on him. He was ne he was never one because of his size and because because he was relatively predictable. I always thought this at the time, and I st I'll still look at it now. Look at looking down the stats, he'd always get his goals against Wigan. Or Portsmouth, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blackburn, uh, Birmingham. You know, I mean, he, he, in the big games, he generally, you know, against a really quality back four, he, he wouldn't get a look in. Yeah. Um, but 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 that was our level at the time, and 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 as I said, this this was a season in which all the games we won were the games you'd expect us to win, and you'd, you'd be really annoyed now if we didn't win. Yeah. So Wigan, Everton, Blackburn, Stoke, Portsmouth. Um, but but April was outstanding. Um, yes. Within three days, we beat well, Chelsea. Can I just tell you that my <laughs> biggest issue with that week was we lost the FA Cup semi-final oh, uh, against Portsmouth. And yeah. I actually was at my lowest I'd ever been as a Spurs fan that week going to midweek against Arsenal and then home to Chelsea again on the weekend. But go on, Jay, you know you carry on. No, 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 no. And I was, I was just about... Because I'd actually blocked... That, that Pompey game out of my mind because yeah, yeah. I mean that that goal I mean that Crouchy goal should have stood um, and and you just you just it was just so frustrating 
Well, it was Boateng scoring was I, horrible, I, I, wasn't I, it? I actually remember that that cup semi-final and feeling physically yeah. sick afterwards, just thinking, mm. how have we lost this game? This should be a game that we should be winning comfortably, and we've, it's a classic Spurs performance, and, and we've cocked it up, and, and we've thrown away another great opportunity. And I actually thought that that that, that Arsenal game. The, go into that game under the lights. I thought we were going to get absolutely stuffed. They yeah. were all singing "Play Up Pompey" before the game, and I just thought this is not going to be an enjoyable night at all. But it was the complete opposite. I mean, Danny Rose with just—I mean, mm-hmm. what an incredible debut! It was just, and I remember the strike as well. Was, was sat in Paxton Road, and uh, as he hit it towards the park lane, being right behind it, and just thinking, "That's in. That can't be in." And then the whole. Cr- ground just going absolutely crazy the noise that night that was one of the, one of the best memories of the old white hot lane and the atmosphere and what it was like under the lights for for a big london derby yeah do you remember exactly. the first person who congratulates him is it asuicotto after doesn't he yeah um, by, by this time asuicotto was a certified nutcase wasn't he he was just he was playing some outstanding football, um, but right, you know, as, as far back and left as you as as you'd get, and and he'd be playing little nutmegs and 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 he, he was just outstanding. He just didn't think... care, did he? He didn't care. He was a he, he was a player that I was never a massive fan of him, but under Redknapp, he did actually become a, a pretty decent left back for us. But he had no interest in football, did he? He didn't care about it. He he wasn't bothered to him. It was just a job. He used to drive a smart car. Like he was a real strange, strange character. I reckon he used to, he'd never know who we were playing. Like he'd just turn up, or you know, yeah. if it was an away game, he'd arrive at the meet time, but he wouldn't be knowing where they were going or Incredible. who the opposition were, where they were in the league, or anything like that. Incredible. He used to get his hair done on Tottenham High Road, didn't he? Which, did he? yeah, I lo- I loved him for that. I loved him because he just came, did a job. Loved a three hundred and sixty pirouette type turn, like a Scott Parker type turn as well, but didn't he, just, he? He obviously responded really well to Harry Redknapp. Yeah. Um, this is what happens when you have to pod over Skype during the Finally, someone talking some sense on this pod. <laughs> um, I've just been told to, 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 to bring the noise down by, by my five-year-old daughter. Amazing. Oh, we know who runs that out. How about that? Uh, this was a, a week where we had three big games after the Portsmouth game because like Portsmouth and then we didn't, it wasn't it Arsenal on the Wednesday, Chelsea on the Saturday and then was it United three Old days Trafford, later as well? Yeah. Old oh, Trafford the following weekend, yeah. Following weekend, sorry. Uh, I it's that, I watched that Arsenal game with uh, with Paul Merson in a club, in a weird private members club in London, uh, and he left at half time. Amazing. But let's talk about, a little bit about the Chelsea game a, a, f- a few days after then as well, just while Jay sorts them. Sorts out was my, this was my third ever game. So the the previous, the Villa was my first game this season before, and I saw Leeds in this season as well. Do you remember the two-two the draw, yeah. which and we eventually went out? I think no. Braus and Pavlichenko. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, SD, tell us about your experience of this game. So, if this is just your third game, it's your first, your first London derby as well. So, first London what, derby. what was that like? Well, I didn't know what to expect, and I actually, because I was a member, but I couldn't get tickets. I didn't really know how. And to be honest, I didn't have any money. I was only two years in London, um, but I was working with a uh, with Barclays, 
um, I could name them because they they gave us a couple of tickets. But um, the corporate was in the West End, but literally next to the Chelsea fans. I mean, one of them grabbed my hat, and the policeman had to get it back. It was that close. Like it, it was, it was horrendous. Yeah, um, and I was with two girls who had never been to football before, and you know what it's like next to them. Like it is a mob mentality and it was horrible yeah. but um it was unbelievable because we went one nil up from bale was it bale no defoe penalty, yeah, penalty. and then bale scored just after the second half and i think it's terry got sent, and then terry got sent off i think yeah um amazing it was it was just it was the first time you felt that energy because Leeds at home, obviously, it's energy, but that's just because they think they're, they're bigger than they are. And Villa, obviously, we lost and it wasn't as great, but it was my first game. But Chelsea was was unreal. And we should have passed to Chelsea that game as well. We played them off the park that, yeah. that afternoon and that was a 3 or 4 nil game and it ended up being 2-1 and really nervy, didn't it, at the end? And it was, was that the one where Lampard scored right near the end? Right. Yeah, that's right. And then we went from, you know, Cruising at 2 0 against 10 men, all of a sudden panic station. Yeah, it was probably like that. Pump a long ball and anything could happen. It was just, again, there's so many memories from this season. I think it's such a great one that Jay's picked that there's so many classic Spurs memories where it's like, oh God, I remember the sheer panic that game when we should have. I remember us playing terribly in that away game. And then for me, this, this was a real turning point, though, this week. After the Portsmouth defeat, I genuinely thought what is the point of this you know nothing's ever going to change but but to then bounce back with those two London derby victories was just it was an incredible response what what, Arsenal not so much but our record until this point against Chelsea was so bad yeah 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 we never beat them home or away and it was just it was just outstanding Bale scored I mean Bale was obviously the difference by this time of the season he, he was he was coming into games bossing games Really making a difference, running on goal, um, and scoring both these goals, both both these games, and and, and I and I think the difference Bale made in that in that back half of the season with Modric firing as well was just was 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 just outstanding. Um, Cranchar was getting more game time as well around this time, and it was just it was just we, we were just we were just flowing every game. We were just flowing, um, and it was just it was just a joy to watch, wasn't it? And I think. We haven't really looked back since then, and well, I think argue, arguably we've fallen way back behind that um, this season. But it's just a joy to remember where it, sort of this era started, and I think it yeah. started the season. Yeah, I completely agree. It, definitely for me, the red nap, the red nap days was definitely a turning point for Spurs. And I think if we hadn't have had those few seasons, we wouldn't be. Um, we wouldn't be where we are now, definitely. So I really enjoyed that, Jay. I thought that was, a, that was a great pick of a season. So there you go, the 2009-10 uh, Premier League season. Finished fourth, yeah. no? Is that it's worth saying? Finished fourth, 70 points. Um, Arsenal above us in third, United second and Chelsea. Sorry, we haven't actually talked about possibly the most memorable moment of the season. Mm. Arsenal wasn't Chelsea. It was that It was that Man City game because it was, it, was, it was nip and tuck. It was like a Champions League final. Yeah, um, we talked about it last playoffs. week. Uh, you talked about it last week, but, but yeah. basically, the winner of that game was going into the Champions League, um, and it was just ridiculous to go up there and cr- get cr- Crouchy was the difference. Came on um, midway through the second half and made made all the difference. Do you think that that's 
the biggest. That's what we haven't got now. Do you think that's the biggest game that there's been in the Premier League era that that hasn't resulted in either a title or somebody getting relegated? Has to be. Has to be, doesn't it? Mm. I can't think of anything where a result has been so big when actually the prize. I know obviously it was massive for us getting in the Champions League, but it's not the biggest of prizes, is it? Compared to you know winning a title or staying up or winning a cup final or something like that. But to us at the time. That was just uh, it, it didn't it wasn't going to get any better than that and that that the night after that game was just I think every Spurs fan on the planet just felt near enough invincible. Mm. I mean we, we we never believed for a minute that we were a Champions League side. No. Until that moment, no. you know, we, there, there, there was the Champions League teams and there was us and we were just the also rounds. Um, and um and and for the first time. We felt like we were part of the big league, yeah. and and that feeling was just was just unstoppable. It was nice to feel like it was a privilege, yeah. rather than us expect it the way we're expecting it now. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, great. Thanks a lot for that, Jay. And um, Don, you're going to talk to us now about an underrated player. So this is a new feature that we've had on the pod the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, Don, why don't you tell us who the player is, um, a little bit about them, and why you think that they're an underrated Spurs player? Well, um. The player I'm going to talk about today is a player that we, we all know. Um, his full name is Carl Leonardus Walker-Peters. Um, Leonardus is a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he should drop the Kyle and just go with Leonardus. I think, I, I think that sounds a bit more spicy or a bit more Latin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the reason why I'm talking about him, I suppose, is just that the fact that I, I think for me, pers- as a person like that, he's gone out on loan. Um, as Spurs fans, you know, we, we are divided, but some will say that, you know, he's not up to it. Others, others wanted him to get game time over players that are, are currently playing in the team. Uh, we'll mention no names, but, you know, like the, the likes of Ori, and especially the fact that uh, we, we sold a right back in, uh, in the summer. Um, but I'll start with the fact that, A, he's a local boy. He's local to us. Yeah. Um, he comes from really good pedigree. He's played for, you know, uh, England boys from 2015. Um, obviously part of the successful under-21s World Cup team. You know, first England team to win uh, a football trophy since uh, 66. Um, so he's come up the right way. I think that this is the this is what I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping that... Um, I emphasise in this in this in this piece is that he's come up the right way. Um, you see his temperament is is right as well. It's um it's one that um I kind of relish. I wish that you know I think he comes from the same the same the same ingredients as Harry Winks in some ways. Is that you know the way that they're built from that young age. So I I, I like I like that. Um, but. Just going on to his debut, he, you know, it was, it's not that long ago that he, he his debut was 2017-2018. Um, tremendous for him. He starts the game against Newcastle, a 2-0 away win at St James's Park and picks up man of the match. So, again, he started really the right way. And I think that, I mean, it happens, doesn't it, in football where players fall by the wayside or they just don't have that right ingredients to move up to to the next level but I don't think we're there we're quite there yet with him um he's had only 
24 appearances for us. So it's not a lot, and that's in all competitions. Um, he, I, I mentioned the, the under 21s, but I think that we also need to mention that he's the only, he's the youngest player to provide three assists in one game since Jermaine Pennant. Um, you know, we all talk about the game against Barcelona in the Champions League um, and how it didn't look good for him, really. I think that that's kind of a, uh, a pivotal point for him moving forward. I think before that, it looked as if we would see more of him. After that, there was there was caution from Pochettino and ultimately from our current manager, coach. Uh, he's, he's not in the plans, but I feel that we're kind of not giving him the time that is required to blossom. Um, and although it's a piece, I think it's up for debate. You know, you guys, I mentioned some, you know, his debut and, and, and the way he's been brought up. And just wanted to know your thoughts on, on the player. And if I'm right, is he underrated? Is he a player that will return to Tottenham and, and progress? Or is that, is that the end? Not the end. The end, the end of his career at Tottenham. Who knows? He could go into better things, um, or, or you know, uh, a, uh, not to say better things, but a, a career that uh, has more success than if he was at Tottenham. But just your thoughts, really, Jack. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that you brought Carl Walker Peters up because I haven't seen too much of him. Um, but the, the times that I have seen him play live, I was always really impressed by him. And I thought, you know, we, we've got a player here that actually looks half decent. And, you know, we said these a, a number of appearances for Spurs have actually been quite limited. But those games that he has played, I always thought he did quite well for us, which really left me scratching my head when he did go out on loan, given all of the right-back problems that we've had. And you mentioned, Don, that even Pochettino was quite cautious with putting him in the side. And I wonder if that there... I don't know if there's a maturity thing, if there's a uh, attitude in training thing. I, I really don't know, but there must be something else to it that as fans, we just, we're not, we, you know, we don't know what that is because in my opinion, his performances on the pitch for Spurs were always pretty good. Right back's been a major problem for us for the last 12 months. And for him to have not really had a fair crack of it, you, you, you'd think if anybody's going to get in that right back slot, it's going to be this season. Um, and this is sort yeah. of the best opportunity for him to get in. But it's the fact that he's gone out on loan to Southampton, which could end up being a really, really good move for him. I'm all for loan systems. And if he's going to go there and he's going to play, that's only going to be a good thing for him. But I was very surprised just because, like I said, the times that I had seen him play for us, I thought he looked quite good. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I second that. I think just on the attitude thing, I think, you know, just, you know, you don't make much of, of interviews, but he just seems so grounded. Yeah. He seems like a player that's just thankful for the position he's in and wanting to grasp the opportunity uh, with, with both hands. And so it's again, we're, we're not we're not there. We're, we're not behind those closed doors. So we don't know. I feel that you know, just adding those things up, the attitude seems right. The performances haven't been half bad. I've seen better. I've seen worse from the players that are playing. Yeah. That we are, we we need to look at that, and and you know, I think that we we we've definitely got a player in there somewhere. Can I say, he, I, I'm with you. So we we talked about Bale earlier about how he was raw, and we had we were forced into giving him time. It's crazy that we're in the situation where 
we we are forced to give a right back time and we haven't got we haven't got him and it feels like it doesn't feel like there's anything wrong with him because every performance I've seen like you say is it's just solid and consistent which is all you can ask for particularly from a a fullback so the the bit that I never understood is he feels like he's been treated with quite a lot of spite from our managers and the biggest one was Champions League like we had what was it one point after three games last after three group games last season right and then I think it was two points after four games we needed two results and we won in the uh the penultimate game which was against Inter I think and then with the goal from Ericsson and we needed to go away to the new camp and get a result and then also hope for a result in the Inter PSV game and Pochettino gives uh this young boy he was born in 1997 his debut away in the new Camp uh, against, you know, Dembele and Messi. And that was, it felt really harsh. Now, there was probably a point where we couldn't trust Aurea, something weird happening with Trippier, I, I don't know. But that felt really harsh. Obviously, he made a mistake. And I think, um, I don't really necessarily think it's, that's totally his fault. He was just torn apart by a brilliant Dembele, um, as in Osman Dembele. And he will learn... A huge amount from that. Like he talked in one of the Spurs, uh, you know, content videos where they got people where he, he drove around in a car with uh, <laughs> with kids asking him questions. Um, and he talks about like that was the moment he wished the the ground would swallow him up, but he had to get up. And you know, in the in the in the same vein as you know, smooth sailing never made a skilled sailor. He's been through that now. He's been through that. Might be the worst ever moment he has in his career ever and so he's yeah. been through that but it felt really spiteful from Pochettino like that he's just going to dump him in there when it's the most pre- it's the biggest pressure game or maybe he was learning or maybe there was something behind the scenes with Aurea that he just wasn't trusted for that big I, I don't know there's a bit of me which hopes that Pochettino trusts him to go out and do that job and to be able to be that sort of flexible um in positional sense or or consistent Right back. I I like him. He's one for the future. I'd I'd rather have him uh, than Aurea all day every day. You just wonder what's going on because he he he's demonstrated he's got the ability. Yeah. Um. He's demonstrated he he is a brilliant brilliant um fullback going forward. Defensively, I don't think he's been fully tested, but he's def he he's too good. I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. I wonder if there is an attitude problem. He doesn't look like he's got an attitude problem in the same way that, you know, I don't know. Troy Parrott apparently has a little bit of a maturity problem. Um, you just wonder what what is going on behind the scenes to to just to just to just compel managers not to trust him. I wonder as well if it potentially is it a confidence thing. You know, does he just need to go and get a good number of games under his belt? He's got the ability there, but it, it, is, is, is he almost just not quite ready to play for us yet? Is that what it is? Uh, That's, he's come in and done, uh, and done really well in, in a few games, definitely. Does he just need to go get a bit of experience, compose himself, and then he can come back and cement himself as a, you know, a, a, a right back for the future for us? Yeah, I, I think I, I can... I definitely agree with you in some respects to that. I th- I, if, if there's one thing I'm not too sure about, and I agree wholeheartedly with what Joe, um, Jay said, I think he's brilliant. I think the one thing I'm not really sure about is 
can he play every single game? And is it, do you know what? It's a similar sort of thing with Harry Winks. It's, is it, are you a player for every single game at the yeah. moment? Do you play week in, week out? You know, do you, can you hold that place down? Um, and that's, that's my thing. That's, that is my, my thing with him. I think Carl Walker was, was quite good at that. And I think Trippier, obviously, uh, it was, was nearly there. I don't think he was as good as Carl Walker in, in terms of holding down that position. Um, and I'm not too sure about him at the moment, but I think that we should really be playing him in, in we should be playing him in the season. I don't see why he's out on loan, and I think for that reason he's definitely underrated. Yeah, great, great pick, Don. That was that was great. Nice one, man. Nice one, Don. Cheers. Cool. We're going to move on to some quiz features now. Now, Stato, you've done a quiz for us this week. Well, I thought you could join in for once, Jack. So I've done your <laughs> quiz, but I don't want you to miss out all the time. So uh, <laughs> this is Jack's quiz. <laughs> so the game in question is. The 25th of February, 2013. <laughs> uh, ASD, any ideas? Bon Le Birthday, aim what? It's uh, away at West Ham. The Bale it's goal. Away at West Ham. And uh, we'll start off with, in goal, Hugo Lloris. Uh, right back, we have Kyle Walker. Then we have our first missing player at centre-half. We played alongside Michael Dawson. And then we've got the left-back missing for you to find. Then in midfield, we had Lennon on the right, Bale on the left, and Parker holding. And then I want two midfielders and the striker. Okay. Nine five. There's a magical assist, right? But did he come on as a substitute? I think Tom Carroll came on as a substitute. Who's your assist? Well, Tom Carroll came on as a but I think he came on as a... Yeah, he did, yeah. Balls. Um, centre half, Stephen Corker. Good call, mate. Yeah. Well done. Which, which, which makes me, which makes me think that that would have meant Jan Vertonghen was at left back. Even better call. Well done, mate. The only reason I remember that is the the celebration when Bale scores. He runs over to AVB, doesn't he? And Vertonghen, Vertonghen and Corker are both in it. Mate, I'm going to get upset. That was the, that celebration made me think that Bale was staying. Because you remember that there yeah. was so much speculation about whether he's going. Um, the way he went to AVB, it was like he was running to his dad. And I'm, I'm still devastated from that. So thanks for bringing that yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I can remember where I was. I was around my uh, mate's house that lives literally around the corner. And uh, the goal went in. And uh, I started just jumping up and down in his front room. And his, uh, his Jack Russell came in, bit my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, are we missing now, Sato? So we've got two central midfielders and a striker. I have a, I have a feeling, was Scott Parker playing for us in midfield? Oh, he was one of the names I gave you. Oh, right. So, so he was, was playing. Was he going to playing <laughs> Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson, didn't he score? I'm off the bench. Damn it. He did score. Yeah. He was our uh, yeah, 2 2 goal. Just, I'm playing my own quiz. Fair enough. <laughs> You're doing well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go on. Let's take this seriously. Right. Um, so we're missing 
Sorry, can you say it again? A striker? Striker and two uh, two midfielders. So it wasn't defensive. One's more defensive, more holding. Adibayor? Sorry? Adibayor? Yes, he was up front. Nice one. So now I've got two midfielders, one attacking, one defensive. Mm. 2013. It's hard, isn't it? We're still missing him now. Someone's typing now. I can hear typing. Dembele. Was it Dembele? It was Dembele. It was Dembele. Dembele. Yeah. Oh, the defensive one or the attacking yeah, one? Yeah, defensive one. So now I'm attacking. Holtby. Yes, Lewis Holtby, well done. Come on. Can you class him as an attacking midfield? Can you class him as a footballer? He was horrific. He was so Aryan, that he boy. He was dreadful. Absolutely ran around uh, a little bit and everyone loved him. It was shocking. <laughs> so dismissive. Shocking. I, I, think, yeah, I think one word to describe Holtby. Shocking. He was very tenacious. <laughs> He's tenacious. He's very... He's yeah, worth a little outstanding. Yeah, but like the him. work rate is the absolute minimum. You, you put me in the Spurs <laughs> midfield, you get work rate. To, to be You're fair, not going to get much else. To be fair, he only played about six games, though, didn't he? Yeah. He gave uh, me away. I went to West Brom. Cause I think he made his debut for us away at West Brom. And I was at that game. And uh, I was, you know, I was in the home end at the West Brom game. And, you know, they were... I was going to try and do a Brummie accent, but they were like, who's that? And I went, oh, I th- you know, I think it's, I think it's Lewis Holby. I think he's just signed for Spurs. Was it from Munchen Gladbach? Am I right in thinking? Oh, I thought it was Schalke. Schalke. Schalke, sorry, Schalke. yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they worked me out. Hey, this one's a cockney. <laughs> <laughs> Can any of you tell me where he's currently playing? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think I, is, he's at Blackburn, isn't he? He is, yeah. Is he? Sure. Yeah. He's Daxton will at all the quizzes tonight. Not the ones that matter, just the, the quizzes that nobody oh, yeah. cares about. That um, West Brom game was we won one nil away. Uh, they had pop off sent off. Um, do you remember? Spitting think... at Walker. Oh yeah. It was. Um, I think we were wearing Love that off. black, black and white, or the black, black and, and grey. Yeah, yeah. I loved that kit. I've got like three of them. I just went through um, my my bag of kits, and uh, I've got three of them. They make you look massive, like really buff. And didn't Bale score a... They don't make me look buff, mate. Yeah. Bale that got a screamer in that game with about 10 minutes to go. He's he's a classic Bale where I think he's he's off balance. Bale's best when he's off balance and he's sort of falling and he hits it to, into the like the Spurs fans, like t- top left-hand corner from outside the box. After I think West Brom deserved a, at least a, some sort of result out of that game. Yeah, it was a, it was a classic AVB game that, wasn't it? I love those times. Like, I properly love those times. Um, that was a great quiz, though, Stato. I enjoyed that one. There's some, yeah, nice one. Some unexpected players in there. Uh, that was really good. Now, is there any other business? Like, what are people missing the most about there being no football, no Spurs? Or, or are you not missing it? Are you enjoying the break? I'm enjoying the break. Yeah. I wish we... I wish, is, like... Is, is there another side that, 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 that this lockdown has suited better in the Premier League? I mean, we, we, we were the ones that needed it the most. So, And that never happens to Tottenham. It never goes our way. No. And you think if we come back and play all the rest of the games, at least we've got everyone fit? Or just this season, you know, whatever happens, if it finishes and we never see another minute of football, that was best for us? 
well, well, obviously, obviously that 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 would be that that would be the absolute dream is that we have to play no more football, and and but 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 that's gonna that's gonna throw up all sorts of challenges, and you can imagine, mm. you can imagine legal challenges from the likes of Leeds down below, and you know who yeah. goes down, who goes up, all of that. But but just even if we have to play our remaining games, it's the it's the break we needed. Uh, yeah. By a goal, um, we we. We were just shocking. We were just we we were as bad as I've seen us in twenty years. Wow, <laughs> positive pod this week. Um, <laughs> Mate, can I, before you finish, can I can I tell a story? Because it's been a long time since I actually spoke to Don, and I just had this crazy memory of um, we me and Don were going to a pre-season game um, uh, at. Because you were talking about what we're going to do for a pod, and we're going to do a North London derby one, right? Yeah. And uh, I was looking at all my North London derby games, and I reminded of when I used to, used to, um, the Fighting Cock used to do those eighteen eighty two games, or uh, the Tottenham. I can't remember what they called the first one, but the first one was down in Charlton, and uh, I got two tickets to go see the under twenty ones, and so me and Don went down. I took Spurs kit, like hat, scarf, top. Uh, to work, changed into it, like went into the loose, changed into it, met Don. <laughs> we went all the way down to Charlton, uh, and I was like, it's quiet. I know it's the 21s game, and we went to the ground. Don went for a piss somewhere, and then I went, all right, I'll meet you at the ground. I went to the ground. It was locked. I was a week early. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? That's extraordinary. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> And yeah. then we went to a, Chal- a proper Charlton pub, like full of Charlton stuff. And we walked in, like spursed up, and just Charlton pub. And then Don <laughs> explained to the barman, and everyone just laughed at me. So we had an amazing <laughs> night. <laughs> we got smashed. It was an amazing night. I wanted—I don't drink that much, so it was, I'm very rarely drunk in London. But we got smashed that night. It was amazing. <laughs> That's that is such a great story. Such a great <laughs> story. And uh, you know what? A really fitting way to end um, end this week's podcast. Yeah. Actually, like, that was that was brilliant. Um, yeah, like like ASD said, next week we're going to do a North London derby special. So love. your favourite memories against oh. Arsenal, goals, games, experiences. What do you love about the derby? That's all coming next oh, week. Yeah. So, um, Stato, ASD, Don, Jay, pleasure as always talking mate, to you. Mate, thank you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Good, stay, good stay, to stay safe, everyone, and remember whatever happens, yeah. future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, 
Mabbot and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.